Welcome to another Scottish Greens podcast. I'm Lorna Slater, one of the co-leaders of the Scottish Green Party. And with me today is... Uh, Nadia Kanyange, and I'm a Scottish Green Party candidate for Hollywood 2021, and also number three on the list of Glasgow. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. So this is one of a series of podcasts that I'm doing on Scotland can, thinking about a positive future for what we can build Scotland into. There's so much negativity in the world, so many things that we might try and get away from or that we don't like, but we need to know where we're going. So we need to have a positive picture of the future so that we can build that for our children and for ourselves. And so that's what this series of podcasts is about. But before we get into our main topic, Nadia, so we have a very similar position on the on the list. I'm number three on the Lothian list for Holyrood elections next year, and you're number three on the Glasgow list for Holyrood yes. elections next year. So in May next year, if the election is held on time, people of Glasgow will be voting for you. So uh, can we learn a little bit more about you? Can you tell us a little bit about, about your work, for example? Yeah, uh, before going for a walk, uh, I just, uh, I was working, I'm on the zero hour contract, so I have kind of two jobs that I, will, I was doing, but due to COVID-19, I'm on furlough right now, so I'm not working, but hopefully this will change after everything. Uh, yes, about myself, like uh, <laughs> I say, I'm uh, originally from Burundi and uh, yeah, I've been in Glasgow for almost 17 years. Yes, uh, yes, I've been in Glasgow for 16 actually. I lived in uh, London before and then I moved to Glasgow in 2004. And I'm also a mom. I'm a mom of one boy, 16 years old. Yeah, going to fifth year. So very happy that he's doing his higher. So yeah, that's all I can say. For the work right now, I'm still waiting and still see where I can go. Just finished university last year. Still struggling a little bit, but that's gonna be okay. It's like everybody's going through that. What did you study at university? Yeah, it's it's going it's a little bit complicated. I studied, actually I started at college. I did social science and graduated with uh, a HMD, and then I applied for university. But I wanted to continue with social science, but unfortunately they sent me to Hamilton, and uh, it was quite difficult to get there from Glasgow. So I decided to move to Paisley. But Paisley didn't call it social science, so it was like society, politics, and policy. That was the, the course, and then I was happy to take it. And I remember first time I had my lecture, she asked me one question. She was like, do you like politics? So at the moment, <laughs> it was difficult to answer because I wasn't sure if I was, fo was going to follow the political path or the psychology psychology part so I decided to do the political part so here I am since then yeah here you are this is wonderful so uh, what, what made you choose what what made you decide the political path because I was really interesting with uh, society understanding the society as you know uh, I came from a country that was has experienced the civil war for a very long time for as long as I can remember 
and it was very difficult for me to understand a human being in society what caused people to do what they do what is the so i just wanted to understand what can i learn from a human being and why things happen the way they happen so for the future of our children as well i wanted to understand the world properly so it it took me to a completely different level i wasn't expect to learn and understand uh, this planet the way I understood it, I understand it now. So it was, I uh, have zero regret of taking the course. Uh, yeah, it was really interesting and seeing everything that's been going on and I spent a lot of time studying migration study as well. So that, 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 that's what led me to uh, go to politics and also I did a political shadowing scheme last uh, in 2019, which was really interesting. So I had to travel to Scottish Parliament and had some guidance, guidance, and see how things work. And all of that has made me feel like, yes, I can do this. We can do this. So and also, yeah, see where it can go. It's it's good to contribute to the society that I really care about. So yeah. I feel like we're very lucky to have you. Why did you choose the Scottish Green Party? Oh, to be honest, this is my first party ever. I've never been a member of any political party before. This is my very first party. And the, the Greens represent everything that I believe in, honestly, as the value uh, leading the change, everything, the inclusions, and it's a party that makes me feel com comfortable, I may say, safe, like, it's not, I don't feel it's too serious, not too serious, but it's welcoming, I feel like it's a party that was very welcoming, and of course, each time you, you take a new challenge, it's always scary, because you don't know, I don't know much, I was worried, thinking, am I the right person, do I fit, will I be able to do it, so, also worrying with my English, as English, I don't know, is my fifth language. And fifth. sometimes I do struggle fifth language. Five languages. <laughs> wow. Five languages, That's yeah. amazing, Nadia. Five. So yeah. what, are your, what are your five languages then? So my first one, because I always spoke French. So ah, French bonjour, moi aussi. Oui, bonjour, ça va. Je suis canadienne, alors voilà. je parle français. Pardon? Je suis canadienne. Ah oui, vous parlez Alors, français, donc. Français. <rire> ah voilà, ben voilà, c'est très bien, ça fait plaisir. <rire> so, yes, uh, French, which is one of them, and then I speak my native language, which is Kirundi, from Burundi. But Kirundi is also a language that can be spoken in Rwanda, but it's Rwandese, but we can understand each other, so that will make my a sixth language, but that will be cheating, so I'll keep it five, because <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, and then I speak Swahili, which cover almost the East African countries, so we speak Swahili. And I also so speak Lingala, which is a, a language spoken in Congo, Republic Democratic of Congo. So, yeah, sometimes I think in all those languages. And That's <laughs> amazing. And how do you learn all those languages? Did you learn them in school or because of where you lived or...? When I was young, yes, we uh, went to school where we were, we were all studying in French. And then uh, 
my native language, I learned it as well because it's no more with family, everybody. And I learned a little bit Swahili a little bit later on because it wasn't a language that was spoken in the house. And uh, Lingala is because I lived in the Republic Democratic of Congo as well for, uh, when I was young as well. My mom lived there. And uh, yeah, that's how I came to learn. And my last language was English, which very good. I'm still learning. Yeah, I'm but still you're learning. very good, Nadia. <laughs> Don't you speak beautifully? Thank okay. you very much. Right, um, let's get to the main. So you're so interesting. I just love to learn more about you. But we should get on to our main topic. So today, yes. uh, a poll has come out. Another poll saying that there is a majority opinion in favor of Scottish independence. So yes. particularly as a mum, as someone who's interested in society, what do you want for your son? What kind of Scotland should we be building for our kids? Yes, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, I believe that there is a, a lot uh, to tackle in order to reach that. First of all, is to recognize that there is a problem during uh, there is a pro problem uh, with a, a minority ethnicity group as well. And uh, for me, that's the future that I, I, um, I believe that tackling the issues, acknowledging that there is a problem there. So it's not only one problem; it's very complex because I cannot say this is the problem, this is how to fix it, is just to acknowledge the problem and then uh, recognize which area is more you know, important, which area needs more attention, needs to be looked at. Uh, specifically, when I think about children, I can say nothing can be changed right away. It's going to take time, but if we start maybe now, the future Scotland will be better for all our children here, regardless of their background, meaning introducing a better support system from the school, from culture, educating, and then just creating a better society for our children so that no one will be left behind or discriminated against because of their background. And yes, just protecting our children and I believe it's something that we can all work on and do. So what does a support system look like? So what do people from minority groups who are discriminated against, what, what do, you, what do yes. they need? Um, because I know yeah. as someone with a lot of white privilege myself, I'm probably oblivious to what other people need. Yeah, that's difficult. Like I say, uh, more f for me, I cannot speak for everybody's experiences because I don't know. The reason why I focus on asylum seekers and refugees because it's something that I've been, I've, I experienced. So for instance, if I look at that one, I could say the integration is to support like parents or children from the refugee parents. Or like I say, language can be a problem there is a lot, a lot of issues that can come from that, meaning uh, when parents are struggling to get a job because of all these barriers in you know, language or skills and everything. So it can be very difficult for kids to, to deal with that, to deal with both situations at home and also uh, embracing their Scottish uh, 
lifestyle. So I believe the school, children should be protected at school, looking at their needs, a system that will be there to assist them to see how they are doing, if they are integrated well, if they are struggling, and also educating the parents who are going through that. Like uh, I may say, when we talk about supporting the parents, they come with a different culture, a culture that is very difficult to, to use while raising their children in the Scottish culture, which is completely different from probably their, their different cultures. So is to recognize that. Uh, I really insist on not taking away people's culture. There should be a way of embracing both. You can be Scottish, and uh, enjoying uh, Scottish and also accepting your culture, not taking it away. So there could be a system of celebrating uh, their culture, like we can do a cultural event where everybody should feel like uh, their culture is respected and embraced. And also at school, teaching children about the, the black history and uh, things like that, so that they can all have some common respect, not seeing someone different from, not the, as this is them, so they should all learn. It would be good for the Scottish children and then other minority children as well. So I believe there is, a, I'm not an expert on uh, integration system, but I know there is, we can work with uh, uh, different uh, organizations which we can, <laughs> we can deal with that and see what we can do to promote that and promote so a better future. I'm interested in what you, uh, you mentioned multiculturalism. So for, for those yes. of our listeners who don't speak French, what I said to yes. Nadia in French was that I'm Canadian, which is why I speak French. Yes. Uh, so Canada and America have many things in common, but one thing that we have is different is our philosophy around multiculturalism. I'm yes. not, there is, there is racism in Canada. I'm not saying that there isn't, but the philosophy of our integration of our cultures is slightly different. So Canadians value multiculturalism. We respect that, well, <laughs> nearly everyone in Canada is an immigrant because we committed genocide on all the people who lived there, but you know, glossing over that for the moment, because that's a huge topic. Nearly everyone in Canada comes from somewhere. And so in Canada, we try to respect multiculturalism. You are a Chinese Canadian or an African Canadian, or a, you, know, you, you come from, everybody has links and we try and keep those proud. Whereas the American tradition, the way we tell it in Canada is more of assimilation. Once you're in America, you're American and you yes. will be American and you must. So um, I have heard people say, oh, multiculturalism doesn't work. But mm -hmm. I think it does work because I grew up in a place that I believed that it worked. But, you know, that's me with my white privilege. Of course, I thought the system worked. The system worked for me. Um, yeah. So what is your view on multiculturalism? Do you think it works? Is that what we want for Scotland? Yeah. I'm glad that you just said that because uh, as, a, as a refugees, we have people that we know that are everywhere in the world. I can guarantee you that all refugees that are in Canada are kind of, we don't envy them, but we like how they are, into, they are integrated. But for example, I'm from Burundi. In Canada, our young Burundian children have like a community, a dance club, and this 
or Canadian from school or like you say multicultural, they embrace that, they sing, it's all over YouTube and when you see that, it gives you a sense of pride. That's the only place we see I saw Burundian kids with a flag, a Canadian flag, and they are very pr proud of flagging it and then you're like, this is the kind of society I would like my child to grow up with in, like to be proud, like it doesn't matter of your background, yes, your parents are maybe not from here, but they're really, really, really happy and they know that they can integrate, like for example, yeah, that's a very good thing, I do believe it works, I don't know who believes that it doesn't work, specific. I would want to see that in Scotland specifically, so if we get an independent Scotland, that would be a very, very good technique or tactic or uh, uh, approach to take on, we can learn from others. Where does it work? Is it Sweden, Swedish approach works? Is uh, Canadian works? So that would be really good. It's a very, very good approach. I believe that it works and we can learn from, from that. And then I think yeah. it works too. And I think it, part of it is, is feeling comfortable with difference, understanding yes. that the person next to you in the shop has a completely different history than you, speaks a different language than you, um, celebrates different holidays, but yeah. we're all people. We're all in the shop because we need to buy dinner for our family. You know, we all, it's to yeah. look at what we have in common instead of what's different yes. and to find difference Absolutely. interesting and fascinating rather than frightening. Yeah. And I maybe it depends on maybe it depends on how you grew up. I mean, I grew up in a, a very multicultural place. I was not you know, my classrooms at school were, were quite diverse. That was, I was used to walking down my school hallway and hearing several languages spoken. So that has never seemed threatening to me. But maybe if you grew up in an all white neighborhood, have never met anyone with brown skin, have never hung out with anyone who didn't celebrate your same holidays or who didn't speak your language, maybe that would be frightening. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, that, that's true. That's why I was saying it's really good to start that from early age as well, from children. Uh, the earlier you teach them that it's normal, it's okay to be around yeah, people that doesn't necessarily look like you or speak like you or act like you or dress like you, but they are still human beings. You are all going to the shops, like you say, you're meeting public places, you use the same services. So I think it's important to, like, I, when I use the, the word unlearn, it kind of feel like uh, attacking. I don't know, some people don't like that, but it's a best way to say maybe, to, to, re, to learn, to relearn, we are human beings. So by relearning, there's a lot of things I didn't know about the European uh, culture. But I did give myself time to learn, integrating myself, doing things that I never done before. And this is how, by opening up, by speaking to people, by, yeah, just uh, accepting people, because uh, uh, I'm a human being. I have no right to judge another human being, what, who deserves this and who doesn't deserve this, as long as you are a a person, I was you know, respectable, but yeah, a human being that needs to be respected. So there is a bad seed in all culture, all races, and we cannot just point the fingers on one race and saying, oh, 
these are bad, we are good. I feel like it doesn't work like that. Yeah, so that's actually the mindset that I have to appreciate people for who they are and respecting them for who they are rather than what they look like. Yes, have a look that. Yes, I think I, I wish we were more than that. I wish we were more like yeah. that. I think it would yes. help to have more, uh, particularly women um, of yeah. color and but people of color in general in our politics. It's something that I think all political parties in Scotland struggle with. We we struggle with it. Is there something about what we're doing as a party or as a political culture that discourages um, ethnic minorities and people of color from joining in? How can how can we make ourselves more welcoming, more more interesting? Yeah, that's a very good question. I believe it's very simple. I would say engaging, engaging, engaging and approaching uh, the communities and be there, talk to them and like making them feel like there is a door that is not locked, it's, it's open, you can knock and it might be opened rather than uh, feeling like it's a wall that you can never pass because a lot of people, for instance myself, I have a lot of people thinking that you, you, it's, it's, it's how, how can you do that, how, how did you do it, like it's very difficult to say there's no magic in everything. You you put yourself out there, you work, and then you, you, you present yourself. And when opportunity comes, try. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's a, it's about winning and uh, getting there and uh, getting the, the titles and stuff. When you have the right mindset to want to do the right thing, don't be scared. They are human beings like you, you know? So, <laughs> yes, it could be intimidating to see uh politicians uh, scared uh, all in the suit and looking all smart intelligent like no this is too too high for me uh, i believe many are just not scared they are just not interested in in that because i remember even at university i was the only black student with uh, maybe two but black black i was the only black black student in the class and I used to think no one else is interested in doing politics or that could be something that we can maybe ask or promote and then get to hear. But like communities, there is like a, 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 a charities with a, a BME, BAME members, we can just approach them and see what they're thinking. They're good advo uh, activists as well and see if it's something that they can, I would, that would be my, I really want to see that in all political parties, if they can engage and approach and uh, promote that to make it less intimidating. So that could be a starting point, I guess. I agree. Yeah. That sounds like a really good suggestion. So speaking of politics, we've got the Hollywood election coming up in May and well, hopefully we're going to be starting campaigning soon, um, maybe yeah. to get maybe to get both of us elected if things go very well. Um, what yeah. are you looking forward to most about starting campaigning? Oh, yes. As I don't know if you know, my favorite, I love interacting with people, knocking on doors, listening to them. And it's really good to have a, a, a face to face when talking to people. 
and uh, they tell you what they wish what you, you learn a lot from them as well like things that you don't know what's going on in their local areas like it's really interesting i really really enjoy doing that and see the more you listen to people uh, it can make a difference in the change so yeah i'm really looking forward to start again but due to covid19 there probably will be some measures so yeah, I'm not sure I will be able to knock on all doors, but yeah, we'll be, we'll do our best. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Nadia. It has been brilliant speaking with you. Thank you very much, Lana. Thank you. Bye. And then, like,